welcome to the 444 podcast Where you gotta catch it like, like a drop pass You know Dom is hitting all of the topics Ranging from the flyers to the process You know it's heavy sixers in my city From Embiid to Simmons You know we keep it gritty And the Phillies is ringing the bell The skipper got this team ready to sell No national love for Harper, right? I would've signed Bryce twice, the price was right, uh Wentz to Earth, such a connection Turnover on downs, Malcolm Jenkins in a session We back to being the beast from the east Turn the volume up and let Dom speak What up, what up, what up, what's going on everybody, we are back, welcome back to another episode of the Philly Sports 444 Podcast, I'm your host Don Lewis, thank you guys for tuning in, I appreciate it, Um, it's been, I guess it's been about a week and a half since I got a chance to record, and um, yeah, we back with another episode of the podcast, so a lot to talk about today, it seems like, um, it's funny because it seems like the city is in a state of dismay almost. And you would wonder why, considering that the Sixers are pretty good and the Eagles have actually gone into the uh, bye week with a winning record and the Flyers are, okay, they're above 500 and, you know, um, the Phillies just got a new manager and they're trying to I guess, improve the team for next year, but the the city is in a state of dismay, and I'll get into it because um, I think it's worth addressing. So, uh, we'll get into the Sixers a little bit, and and we'll get into, like, the Flyers and the Phillies. I'll also get into some college teams as well, but I want to start off by talking about the Eagles because this team, this city, well, first of all, this city, it, like, rides and dies off of, you know, how the Eagles are. Um, no matter how well the Sixers are playing, no matter how well um, the Flyers are playing or the Phillies or anything like that, this city, it thrives off of what the Sixers do. And it feels like, at least to me, um, and I know and to me, it seems like it's the majority of folks just based off of social media reaction and just conversations I've had with folks. It just seems that the city's in a state of dismay. And uh, it's interesting. It's interesting because, um, first of all, the Eagles won on Sunday. So let's put that out there. The Eagles did win on Sunday. And it was a a pretty good win considering that, um, you know, they beat one of the top five defenses in the league uh, pretty handily. So that that was pretty – that's pretty good to see. The reason, and I'll give my reasons for the way things seem the way they are. I think it's just because this team isn't a fun team to watch. Um, and I and I give credit to um, it might have been Brandon Lee Gowden that said it. Um, I can't, and if I if it wasn't him, I, I apologize. But you know, they summed it up, or you know, it might have been Jimmy Kemsky that said it. This team, it, it's not a fun team to watch. It's just not like 
they're not explosive. They got receivers that that don't do their job. You have a quarterback who's playing good but not great. You got a defense that at any given time can can give up the big play and, you know, cost you um, a game. And you got questionable play calling. You got a team that's old. You got a team that's just not what people expected. That's the bottom line. And that has made the team not fun to watch. And it's sad because, you know, most of us have over, overvalued the team going into the season. Most of us, you know, we're talking about Super Bowl and all those things. And I, for one, um, I never wanted to get on the Super Bowl train, to be honest. Um, but I always thought the team would be a good team. I thought that they would get 11, 12 wins. And... Um, I thought that they would make a, a deep run in the playoffs. I felt like, you know, they had Carson back. He was going to be healthy. He was going to be on the revenge tour. You know, we was going to have D-Jacks all year. And, um, you know, our receivers were comparable enough. And the defense, was a, there was enough depth there in order for the defense uh, to bend but don't break. And for, the, for them to keep us in game to the point where our offense could overcome anything. And it's been almost the exact opposite. The defense has given up so much this season, and the offense hasn't done nearly enough. And that includes the quarterback as well. I, I, you know, I'm not going to excuse, um, you know, anyone on this team. Not even the coach. Not any coach. No one. No one. No one is without blame. And it's not like, um, like I said, the Eagles aren't under 500 going into the bye. They're actually at 500. But it's just a shame because no one cares. <laughs> because in the top, the top narrative has been, uh, you know, receivers can't catch. But I think it, I think it, it's a lot. It's a lot to, to go into with that. So I don't just blame the receivers. But let me just start by what I saw out of uh, the Bears game, and then we'll go into what I think the issues are, and and, and go from there. So. Like I said, the Eagles beat the Bears this past weekend. They beat them 22-14. Um, Carson Wentz, um, he had 239 yards passing, one touchdown, no interceptions. That's like his third or fourth week in a row, or his, no, his second week in a row, actually, because he threw a pick in the Cowboys game. But um, that's his second week in a row, like, not turning the ball over, which is fine. Like, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, so they've, they've come off these last two weeks beating two top ten defenses and um, beating them pretty handily, and it's just a shame because no one, no one sees it for that, and I even I don't see it for that. It's I know what the facts are, but you can't help but to see how inept this defense is. I mean, excuse me, this this defense and this offense is. It's mainly to me, it's 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 both. You know, it's not just the defense is being bad. It's it's the defense is actually been playing okay. The offense is, is the problem, it seems, um, and, they, and they had a good game in Buffalo, but you look at this Bears game, and there were two drives at the beginning, like, at the beginning of the game, I mean, the offense seemed like it was humming, like, they were getting the ball downfield, but they had to settle for two field goals, and, and that's a problem to me when you get in the red zone and you don't get seven, when you only get in three, um, that shows you that your offense can't, they can't execute, and, and, and it's, it's both, it's, Lack of execution, and it's a, a lack of good play calling to me. And we, we see that out of this team. It's like this team can't get out of its own way. Um, I don't think they're necessarily 
teams that actually can stop the Eagles. I think it's the Eagles stopping the Eagles. And it's a shame because they have the quarterback. They have, even though they have receivers that have been dropping passes, um, they have comparable enough receivers, in my opinion, to, to actually... To, to be able to get seven in the red zone. Like, I feel like you, there's no reason why you shouldn't get seven. But what I see is um, some bad play calling at times. I see um, a quarterback who, who, who may miss a pass or two, but that doesn't mean that he's a bad quarterback or that he's overrated or anything like that. He still just has a ways to go. Like, he still is not an elite quarterback yet. And, and right now, the issue is because he's not playing at an elite level, the Eagles are five and four. If he if he was playing like an elite level, he probably would be seven and two right now. Um, and, and I get it. You know there have been some mishaps with the receivers and things like that. But I still got to put the ball back in his court and say, or you know the ball back in his hand and say, hey man, like he can play a little bit better, a little bit, uh, just a little bit better. If he's a little bit better, we're seven and two. I think. So you look at this offense and you you see him and you're like, okay, like they're just not. They get in their own way. They got drives that stall. They get they get they get three and out too much, for my opinion. Like they they you know they don't get enough first downs, in my opinion. I just I see them and I'm just like I'm I'm not satisfied. They're not fun to watch. They're not exhilarating. It, it, it's just like a blah offense. That's how I feel. And you know I look at the offense and you know a lot of it was dependent on. Having a speed element like Deshaun Jackson. And it's a shame because, you know, he's now out for the season. And it should have never been just dependent on one guy, I feel. And I feel like once you lost him, it kind of was the, 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 um, man, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, player for the Phillies. Oh my goodness, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, McCutcheon. It's Andrew, it's an Andrew McCutcheon effect where, one player has caused a collapse of an entire team almost, or an entire um, aspect of a team's game. Like, their offense has been so lackluster. It's just like, I don't even, I, I expect them to get off. I expect them not to convert third downs. I expect them not to convert, you know, long passes. I expect them to drop balls. I expect Carson to overthrow people a few times. I ex- it's a shame, but I, 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 I've come to expect these things. And I expect the defense to give up a big play eventually. I expect the defense to, you know, not get off the field on third down. And that makes the team not fun to watch. And it's just a shame, man. It's a, it's a shame. And I think, to me, it, it feels like it all kind of went downhill um, with that Dallas loss. Honestly, like it, losing to the Cowboys the way they did, not having any fight, um, and then all the stuff coming out after the Cowboys game, it just kind of... It put me in a state where I don't trust the team. I don't trust anybody on the team. I don't trust any of the players, any of the leaders. I don't trust the quarterback. I don't trust the coach at the moment. Um, I don't trust the coaches at the moment. I, I just can't trust this team right now. And it's a shame. It's a shame that, you know, you look at this season at the beginning and you're thinking like, you know, they're going to make a deep run. There's no doubt that they're going to get to the playoffs. And right now I'm questioning if they're even going to get to the playoffs. I don't know if they'll get there. I really don't know, you know. And it's a shame, like I said, they played well in the Bears game. The first half, the Bears only had nine total yards. Bears come back in the second half, though, they scored 14 unanswered. And most of that was based off of them converting 
two big plays uh, on their scoring drives. So, you know, much I give a little bit of credit to the Bears and, you know, but I mean, the Eagles kind of beat them pretty handily. You know, at the end of the day, the, the defense was able to step up and, and not give up that much to that team. So they won the game pretty convincingly, even though the score doesn't necessarily reflect so. Um, but the ineptitude of this offense has just left people stale. And I agree with them. I agree with the people. I really feel like this team, they just get in their own way. Um, they can't keep these receivers can't keep dropping passes. I don't think they're I don't think they're all bad. I really don't think all the receivers are bad. It's funny because people are like there's no receivers on this team. I really don't think that. I do think they're not executing. I do think that. I do think that um, Carson can play a little bit better. I do think that. I don't think he's overrated. No, but not by any means. I, I really think that he's a good quarterback. I really do think that. Um, I really do think that. Um, the play calling is suffering a little bit. The play calling isn't all that good. It really isn't. Like when you see that, like the stupid, like you know, the stupid wide receiver screen. Like I know it's coming when when they line up. I'm like, I know that screen is coming. And then it comes in the, and they don't execute the screen. Like they get get tackled for like a three yard loss. And I'm like, I knew that screen wouldn't work. I knew it. It's a shame though. Like it's a shame that. This this offense is so vanilla, you know, it's so plain, it's so blah. There's no oomph to it. No one's making enough plays, I feel like. They're not and the only people making plays is Zach Ertz. You know, um, you might get but as many plays as Alshon makes, you know, you might get a play from Alshon, but as many plays as he makes, he might he's gonna he's gonna not make a play. Like he had three drops on third down conversions or on third downs on a uh, Sunday. I counted five passes that could have been caught that would have made the game turn out a lot better. And I'm not saying Carson didn't miss passes, but there were at least five drops that I saw on Sunday where I'm not even complaining today if they catch those passes. And the pro- the reason that is such an issue is because this has been an issue since the Atlanta Falcons game. It's been an issue. Like, like these receivers can't keep. Like, at the end of the day, they can't keep dropping footballs. Like, I don't know what you need to do. I don't know how you correct like drops. Like, except for just repetition, 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 repetition. Excuse me. But like, this is ridiculous. That you know, the the most you the what people know about this team and know about this offense on the outside is that the receivers can't catch the ball and what they think. You know, because the receivers can't catch the ball, they think Carson Wentz is the problem. Like, and I just, maybe that's just haters saying that. I don't know. But they think it's, they kind of think it goes hand in hand. Like, receivers drop the ball, it's Carson Wentz's fault. You know, it's, it's, it's really weird. But I say all that to say that the offense is just a, has been a problem all year. And, that's why no one cares that the Eagles are five and four right now. Because the way I see it happening, um, the Eagles need to win at least one of the next two, right? To keep you to keep pace. Then they need to go on uh, a win streak where they beat the Dolphins and they beat the Redskins and they beat the Giants, right? Then they need they play the Cowboys and then they need to beat the Cowboys. They need to beat the Cowboys. Um, and then from there, uh, I think you play the Giants the last game of the season. But 
I don't care because I don't feel like they're good enough to even do that. Like, I feel like they'll win one of the next two. And then somewhere down the line, they might lose the next two, honestly. Because they got the Patriots and the Seahawks. So they might lose the next two games. And then they'll beat beat Miami and they'll beat the Giants and they'll beat Washington. And then they'll come to the Cowboys game and they'll lose the Cowboys game. And then they'll win the next game, the uh, the last game of the season. And they'll end up finishing like 9-7 and or something like that. And it's just, it's a shame that I feel that way. But I really feel that that's how it's going to be. Because they haven't, they haven't shown me anything that they could actually compete with a good team and actually win a, a big game in a big spot. Besides the Packers game. That's the last time I saw them do something where they won in a big spot. But I just don't feel that this team is capable of doing it. And it's a shame that I feel that way. I should feel like I should have a confidence every week because I have Carson Wentz. And I have Doug Peterson who is a good coach. But I don't feel that way. You know how I feel? The Eagles will get in their own way. They'll turn the ball over when they're not supposed to. They'll uh, well, you're never supposed to turn the ball over, but they'll turn the ball over. Um, they'll they'll make some type of mistake um, in the clutch moments. Uh, just when you think they're in it, they're not in it. And that's how I feel about this team right now. Like I feel like they they just get in their own way. I feel like they're just not a good football team at this point because good football teams don't get in their own way. And I know I came on this podcast a few episodes ago and I talked about the Eagles are really, really a good football team. No, they're not. They're not. They're not a good football team. They're not. They don't execute. They're not well coached. They're cleaning up some of the mistakes as far as like the offsides and the penalties. That's cool. But I still see a lot of them. Mac Hollins, the only thing I see him do on Sundays is commit penalties. That's that's it. I don't see him catch any footballs. I don't see him make any special teams plays. All I see him do is commit penalties. That's all I see him do. And it's a shame because on one hand, I'm saying I want Carson to to kind of trust his receivers a little bit more and throw the ball to him anyway just to see what he can get, just to make them step up. But on the other hand, I see why he's not doing it. I wouldn't trust the dudes either. What have they shown you that you can trust them? It's just, this is so, and then like, I know I said that Eagles needed to be sellers at the trade down. Okay, they didn't sell, but they didn't acquire anybody. But no one really acquired anybody. So, I, okay, I get that. Um, But at the end of the day, if you're not going to sell, if you think you can make a run, then go all in and make a run. I really feel like them selling the them selling this false hope that they can compete with the team that they have is really really just lying and spitting in the face of the fans and it's it's really ridiculous and um that's what make me that's what makes me not like this team so like at this point i i just really i hope I hope that they can come back from the bye and beat the Patriots or beat the Seahawks and then go on a little bit of a run and beat the Cowboys. That's what I hope for. But right now, I can't see it happening. I just don't. And I know people were optimistic, like, you know, there's still a chance. Yeah, there, there is still a chance. But this team hasn't shown me enough that they can actually um, execute on that on that chance, that they can take advantage of that chance that they're given. They're going to blow it just like they're going to blow it. 
they're going to blow it. Not like they always do because they don't always blow it anymore. They're not that kind of team anymore. But it's like they're going to blow it. And, you know, like like uh, uh, I heard it. I listened to a podcast earlier. They, uh, uh, eventually, a demise is coming. Like, whether it's sooner or it's later, eventually the demise of this team is coming. And I and I said it's funny because um, in 2017, when the Eagles were, like, making a run to the uh, Super Bowl and everything, like, my man Clint, he's always say, I love this team. I love this Eagle. This is my favorite Eagles team. And right now, in 2019, I always tell him, I hate this team. I hate this Philadelphia Eagles team. I hate this this version of the Eagles. I hate this version, version of the Eagles. I hate this team. They are a bad team. And I and I was really high on the Eagles. I really was high. Because I was like, you know what? They didn't put a complete game together yet. The problem is they can't put a complete game together. They haven't played their best football because, no, this is their best football. They can't get out of their own way. And I'm just sorry that it took me so long to see it, but this is who they are. So all you can do is actually just hope that they can make one more play than the other team. Make one more stop than the other team. Because right now, what I see is just a team that just can't get out of its own way. The team that's always just going to come up just short. A team that's really the middle of the road. That's what I see out of them. They're not the Saints. They're not the Vikings. They're not the 49ers. They're not the Seahawks. You know, they're not the Green Bay Packers. They're not even the Dallas Cowboys. They're none of those. They're not the Carolina Panthers. They're none of those teams. They are none of those teams. They're a little bit better than the Atlantas of the world. And they're a little bit better than the Detroit Lions of the world. Yeah. A little bit better than the Buccaneers. Yeah. Better than the Atlanta Falcons. But to me, not as talented. But better than the Atlanta Falcons. So, yeah. like I, I This team... They're, they're not even as good as the Rams. And the Rams are mediocre this year. And then, you know, you got D-Jax, who's hurt. Like, let me just say something about that real fast. So I was upset because I felt like, um, you know, like the, the, the Sixers, I mean, excuse me, the Eagles, um, their training staff was inept, or the medical staff was inept, and they they actually they didn't do the right thing in regards to um, in, in regards to uh, Djax and this whole situation with his abdomen. And then, from what I understand, like Djax didn't want to get the surgery because you know he had never had surgery, and he didn't want to go under the knife and all that stuff. I feel like the situation is unfortunate. You know, I don't, I can't really blame the medical staff. I can't really blame the coaches and I can't blame DJX. Like, you know, I think it's, you know, it's just un- really an unfortunate thing. What I can do is blame the front office for not taking the wherewithal or not having the wherewithal to actually get someone in here as a replacement. Um, even if it's temporarily, temporarily a replacement. It's just, I can blame Howie Roseman for that. And I will blame him for that. Because 
I can blame the front office for that, and I will. And I will blame the coaching staff to an extent. Yes, I will. Because <clears throat> at that time, they didn't do what was best for the team. By mismanaging the situation, they didn't do what was best for the team. I can't blame D-Jax for not wanting surgery. Like, that's a whole medical thing. And, like, no, he never had surgery before. He don't want to get surgery. He don't know how it's going to be when he comes back from it. I don't know what was told to him from for the medical people. I don't know. What I do know is that the situation was mishandled. And the Eagles didn't do their part as far as an organization making sure the team could compete. And, 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 and you know, not be missing DJ when he comes back or not, you know, depending on him to come back, rather. So that's why I'm upset. I'm upset with the team because of stuff like that. That's just being inept. And I'm just, I'm disappointed more than anything. And that was just, that, to me, honestly, that was like the final straw. I was like, I hate this team. I hate, they just don't do anything. They don't do anything right. They can't. They can't do anything right. It's a shame that I feel that way. But they can't do anything right. It's crazy, man. They don't buy this week. As far as I'm concerned, I just need a break from them. I do. I'm going to be doing, and I'll announce it later on in the podcast, I'll be doing a couple other things with the pod, but I won't be talking to any Eagles until they play their next game. So, unless something big happens where, you know, they're possibly going to sign um, Jordan Matthews again or Greg Ward or somebody like that. I don't care. You know, to me, that's not news. It's not going to move the needle either way. Team is not a good team. That's what I know about this team. They're inept. They can't get out of their own way. And unless 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 Carson starts playing like lights out, unless he starts playing like Russell Wilson and, and throwing five touchdowns and no interceptions to no-name receivers, then I just don't care. I'm not, I can't be invested in a team that's just not going to, that's not going to be invested in themselves. Like, I'm just not for it, man. So, look, I, I, you know, I got on here I, the last time I talked about the Eagles and having heart. They showed me some heart in the last two weeks. They did. You know, they beat a they beat a Bills team that was pretty good. I mean, they're six and two. And the Bills are actually playing well. Um, they beat a Bears team who has a top five defense in the league. I don't care because I know when it comes down to it, they're not going to win the games in the big spots that we need them to win games in. They got to win at least one of the next two, and they got to beat the Cowboys, and then not lose any other game. That means beat the Giants twice, beat the Redskins, beat the Dolphins, and they'll lose one of those games. And that's why I'm just like, I'm over this team. Tear it down and rebuild it, because honestly, if you need talent. You need talent on the team. And the quarterback has to become an elite quarterback. During this time when they start to rebuild, he needs to become an elite quarterback. He needs to become of the ilk of, of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I'm watching on TV right now. But like he needs to he needs to get get into that ilk. He has to. In order for in order for the team to go to the next level. He has to. So we'll see. I'm holding my breath. I'm not holding my breath, though. So. All right. Um, 
enough of my ranting on the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, I know I'm 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 down on the Eagles. You know, I know people are you know still a little bit optimistic. You know, people on the outside are still optimistic. Like you know, they can make a run. No, I don't feel that way. I just don't. I I I know enough now about this team from what I've seen out of them to know exactly who they are. It don't take you a whole lot of, you know. Oh, it, it, listen. If you don't know who the team is by week five or week six, then you're fooling yourself. Honestly, it's what? What is this week? They're going into week ten, and they're going in during their bye now. Like I know exactly who this team is now, and I have no. I have no, um, I have, I have no, how can I say this? (laughs) I don't believe in any way or shape or form that this Eagles team can turn it around and they can become quote unquote, like an elite of, or fall into the ranks of the like elite teams or a good playoff teams or whatever you want to say to just not that, not this year. So that's that. Take a short break. I'll be right back. I'm going to talk. Uh, when I come back, we'll talk about the Sixers. They suffered their first loss the other night. Uh, it's not anything to. Um, it's not anything to to panic about because I mean they weren't going to go 82 no. But it's something to think about. Some things to think about. All right. So I'll be back in a moment. This is Don Rose here with the Philly Sports 444 podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Don Lewis, and before I go any further, I just want to thank you guys for listening and sharing the podcast. Do appreciate you guys' support. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe. We are on um, Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google. We are on um, Anchor, which is uh, the avenue that powers our podcast. So we thank them. uh, appreciate them. And, um, and if you haven't, uh, followed us on social media, please do. It's at four for four podcast. That's F O U R F O R the number four podcast. That's everywhere. That's on, um, Facebook, that's on Twitter and it's on Instagram. All right. The same, it's the same, um, handle ultra networks. Okay. So please subscribe to the podcast. Please share the podcast and, um, please follow us on social media. Okay. And tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, um, that's how the podcast grows, and and um, yeah, we're looking to do some big things upcoming, like really, really soon. So you, you know, you might want to get on this train while it's, while it's uh, you know, while you can jump on it, because when we when we get full steam ahead, it's gonna be uh, you can get on, but you you know, you might hurt yourself. But anyways, so let me get back to the podcast. Let me get back to the things I was talking about. I left off on the Eagles, and, and actually, the news just broke that the Eagles just resigned Jordan Matthews. Um, so he will be in uniform when the Eagles come back from their bye. Uh, that's at home versus the Patriots. So I guess congrats to J Matt, J Matt, J Matt. Um, I mean, I guess it's good because um, Carson Wentz is familiar with Jordan Matthews as a target or as a um, you know as a receiver, and they are friends or whatever. And um, you know, there's been some things that came out saying like you know people didn't like Carson Wentz and all the other stuff so he has another ally in the locker room which is cool uh but it's just that I just don't care like (laughs) I just don't care you know it's not Jordan Matthews fault but like you know 
none of like this is not going to make the Eagles any better. Like none of this will make them better. I mean, Jordan Matthews had problems with drops too. So, you know, none of this is going to make the Eagles any better in my opinion. I just don't I don't uh see it. And um I don't know. I just you know, I, I hope that they do well. I really do hope they do well, but I just I, I am not a fan of this team. Of this 2019 Eagles team, I am not a fan of this team. I'm just not. I, and maybe it's my fault for, you know, um, them not living up to my expectations and, and me hating them because of that. But I just really feel like they're just not a good team. Um, and, you know, any team, like, they're not, they don't, I would, I would enjoy the team more if I felt like, you know, they were out there giving it their all every week and, and um, they just were coming up short cause, and they gave it their all. Well, you know what? They fought real hard, and I would be on their side, but I'm just, I don't see it that way. I just see it as a team that's just undisciplined, not well-coached, old, um, and just full of problems Where to the point where they just, they're just losers. <laughs> and, you know, just a mediocre team. So, But listen, I'm not talking about them anymore during this podcast. I'm sorry for that. I apologize for that little tangent, but I, I did have to share the news of the you know, Eagles sign. Um, Jordan Matthews. All right, so... Let's get into the Sixers. The Sixers are actually no longer the, the last undefeated. Well, they were the last undefeated team in the league in the NBA. They are no longer undefeated. They lost the other night to the Phoenix Suns, 114-109. And that's okay. You know, you weren't going to go 82-0. No, that's fine. Devin Booker had 40 points. He's a good player. Um, you know, and, and that's fine, too. That's that's actually fine, too. I mean, he, you know, he is their primary scorer. And, um, you know, not to be, uh, you know, not to be undersold, but Al Horford had 32 the other night. He was a madman. And, um, you know, um, um, Tobias Harris had 24 and I think 24 and 9 or 24 and 10, something like that. Um, he had a really good game as well. Um, the problem, come, you know, listen, Moss had 20 points the other night. Crazy off the bench. The problem comes when your starting point guard scores six points. And your starting shooting guard scores eight points. And they're overshadowed by the starting point guard of the other team scoring 40. And it, I, I'm not even going to put this on Jay Rich. Even though he only scored eight, you need more from him. He had a bad shooting night. He had some foul trouble as well. The problem was Ben Simmons. And it's the same old thing with him. Like, I've, I've, been, a, I've been a staunch defender of Ben Simmons. Um, and I I will continue to defend him because I really do feel like he is a um, very very talented player. And when he wants to be aggressive, Ben Simmons, he's unstoppable. That's how I feel about Ben Simmons. And but you have games like the other day where um, he gets a defender on him like Aaron Baines, and it cuts off the driving lanes, and he like turtles up. He's still not taking the jumper, not pulling something else out of the arsenal and I, I i'm i am disappointed because i keep defending him that i don't need him to shoot a jumper but it's instances like that where you got to get to the bucket you got to get you got to do something man like i don't even care if you don't get to i don't even care if you don't shoot a jumper but like yo you got to draw a foul something you got to do something like you can't just put up eight shots you just can't do that like the reason that they lost that game, like, I saw the Suns out-hustle the Sixers a little bit. I did see that, you know. 
But Al Horford had 32. Like, he was playing, like, he just played really, really well the other night. Tobias Harris played well. He was aggressive. I saw him be aggressive the other night. I saw Ben turtle up. And I don't like that. Like, he should be, I don't care if anyone else is being aggressive. And he decide like, you know, he got to be aggressive too. If everyone else is being aggressive, he has to, like, he can't be just passive because he's the point guard. And like, oh, no, I'm going to let them get theirs. No, 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 no. Like, you got to, no, this, your best asset is driving to the rack, being aggressive. You have to be aggressive. Like, and listen, you have great vision, all of that. Like, I really do love Ben Simmons as a player. I really do. But I really, like, games like this frustrate me a lot. And it, it's a microcosm for, like, how his entire career has been in this NBA. Like, him turtling up when they get a good defender on him to actually just defend him. And and, um, and I get it. Listen, Joel Embiid was out. So, Aaron Baines had, didn't have to worry about Joel Embiid. All he had to do was worry about Ben Simmons. And, and and listen, Aaron Baines, to his credit, hit a couple of threes the other day that he would he would he doesn't do with any other team. He just he just happens to play that well against the Sixers for some reason. It seems anyway. But like, you look at that game the other day, and I'm like, Ben, you can't keep doing this. You cannot keep doing this. You cannot keep failing at at this kind of you know when when teams do this to you. You cannot keep failing. As good of a player as you are. You're an all-star in this league. Your third year in the league. Listen, people people fear Ben Simmons. Like people legit fear him. And I I really really feel like he keeps turtling up in these moments of people cutting off the lane, the driving lanes from him. It's like he doesn't have any other game, and I don't understand that. Because I know he has another. He, I don't know if he's just being stubborn. I don't know if he's just being reluctant. I don't know if it's fear. I don't know what it is. But. It's it's mind-boggling to me. It's upsetting to me, honestly. And listen, I can take the loss. The loss doesn't even bother me as much as the way Ben Simmons played. The loss is the loss. I'm like, they would have lost the other night and Ben would have had 15. I wouldn't even make them. First of all, they, Ben would have had 15 the other day. The Sixers would have won. But if, he, if they would have lost and Ben would have had 15 points... I wouldn't even be complaining right now. Like, okay, they lost the game. So what? They lost. They'll, they'll win the next game. Like, that's how I would have felt. But you got your starting point guard. Not only did he only score six points. I mean, not granted, he had seven steals. He had a couple of rebounds. Like, he didn't even stuff this stat sheet anywhere else. He had seven steals, but he didn't get, like, the rebounds and the assists that he usually gets. And he got torched for 40. That's what bothered me so much. Like, not only did you not do enough offensively, but defensively you got torched. Specifically in the fourth quarter. Like, I'm like, are you for real? And listen, Booker is a really, really good player. Devin Booker is a really good player. Like, I, you know, kudos to him. Like, he played extremely well. And he always plays well against the Sixers. That's just what he does. You know, I get that. Not even upset at them scoring 40. What I get upset at is the way Ben Simmons played, how passive he played, not playing aggressive, not driving, not trying to shoot. Like, I, I don't understand that. 
Like, this is the regular season. I'm not going to kill you if you shoot a jump shot and miss it. Like, I'd be glad that you took it. And I'm just so, I'm so bothered by the way he played. Like, and this is when people come down on him and the, uh, oh, we got to get rid of this Ben Simmons dude. And Ben Simmons ain't going to never shoot. And this is what his problem is. He's not good. And, it, you know, you get a lot of people coming out of the woodwork because they just want to be right about Ben Simmons or they're just a Ben Simmons hater. Like, that doesn't mean Ben Simmons isn't good. Like, let's stop there. That doesn't mean he's not good just because he didn't shoot the other night. I'm not saying that. I'm just upset that he didn't shoot. I'm upset that he... And I, like I said, I didn't even need him to shoot the basketball. I just wanted him to take more shots. Like, get to the hole more. Drive to the hole more. I don't care if you get to the hole and you miss it. I don't care. Get to the free throw line. Allen Iverson was like a... He was not a good shooter. Like, percentage-wise, shooting percentage-wise, he just wasn't a good shooter. Like, but you know what he did? He got to the rack. I'm going to get this foul. Or I'm going to get this layup. One or the other. It was more likely number one than number two. Sometimes it was a combination of both. Sometimes it was neither. But, like, I'm going to get to this rack. That's what I'm going to do. Ben is 6'10". Get to the rack. And if, okay, if they're cutting off the lanes from you, like, do something to be aggressive. It's crazy to me, man. It it bothered me so much that he played that way. Like, and I'm not saying it's the same old Ben. I'm not going that far. I'm saying same old Ben Simmons, same old Ben. He going to do the same old thing in the playoffs. I'm not even saying that. I'm really not. But that bothered me. Cause it was like a flashback to how he used to play, or how you know, the 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 seasons of past where he you know he turtled up against the Boston stuff. And it, it's so funny because that's one of the defenders from the former Boston Celtics teams that used to stop the Sixers. Like, I, it, it bothered me, man. It bothered me. It really did. It does today. It bothers me because I know he can be better than that. So, I'm not jumping off the bandwagon, trust me. I think, well, Joel Embiid comes back tonight. They played the Utah Jazz tonight. So, it's Ben Simmons, you know, Donovan Mitchell, that whole thing. But, you know, and it's, it's Embiid versus Gobert, all of that. I'm excited about that. I mean, you know, Utah's a good team. And so are the Sixers. So, it's going to be a good matchup tonight. I can take a loss, but not the way Ben Simmons played. And that was my only problem with the other day. I, I just was upset at that. So I really, really feel like cannot like I hope that he learns from that game the other day. I hope he hears the criticism. And I hope that he actually like, you know, is more willing to shoot. More willing to do something. Cause you cannot be that passive. You cannot do it. Whew, man, it, it, it just frustrated me so much. Alright. Um that's pretty much it all I have on the Sixers. I mean, you know, they're playing well. Even in game, like, they lost the game the other day. Like, they still were in that game. They actually were leading that game after three quarters. And they just happened to lose that game in the last quarter. And even with that, they were, like, they were like with, like, two minutes left, they, I don't know, they kind of they tied the game up. I think they tied it up at 100 at one point. 
and they just end up losing it in the last last couple minutes. Um, they're a good defensive team. They're a good team to keep pressure on other teams. Like you got to severely outscore the Sixers in order to beat them. Because if you're like within a margin of like five points, like it's gonna be trouble. Like the Sixers can catch you. So um, they're still they're still playing well. I will say that. But Ben needs to be more than what he was the other day, and not just like. He's allowed to have a bad game. I get that. But he's not allowed to not be aggressive. He's not allowed to not to be passive Ben Simmons. Because in order for this team to go, they need him to do that. Man. That's all I got on the Sixers, though, man. I mean, like I said, they're playing all right. Um, Flyers did win last night, you know. Um... They won four to one against the Canes last night. Carter Hart had thirty three saves. They're playing well. They're seven five and two right now. Um, they got um, who do they have tonight? Oh man, some team starts with the C. Give me one second, y'all. My bad. I gotta know this stuff before the podcast starts. I actually had it written down somewhere and I just forgot to. Uh, I'm just being a dummy and I just forgot to like you know have it up here with me, so. Um, who the Flyers play tonight? Let's see. They played the Hurricanes last night. Tonight they play. Oh, they actually don't play tonight. That's what the problem is. They play the Canadians on Thursday. That's what it is. So they got uh, Canadians on Thursday. They're at home on Thursday, and they're actually favored in the game. But um, like I said, the Flyers. I mean, they're. They're kind of like middle of the road right now. Carter Hart did have a better game last night, which was good. They had a good third period last night. They scored three goals in that third period, so that was good. Um, they still don't have that consistent goal scorer. I will say that Connectly's playing well, but they still don't have that consistent goal scorer. And I think, you know, Carter Hart's going to have his ups and downs last night. He had a good game, you know. He's going to have some bad games. But... Um, they playing with a little bit more oomph than they played with the last couple of seasons. I will say that. So they just got to keep that going. Um, you know, hopefully they can go on like a run later on in the season where they can undeniably be a playoff team. And then from there, try to make some noise. Uh, that's what they need to do. So that's it on the Flyers. Moving on to the Phillies. The Phillies have opened up free agency. They declined options on Vargas, Hughes, and Nishak. So none of those players will be back. Kind of glad Nishak won't be back. I mean, I don't know what his issue was, but I'm kind of glad he won't be back. Um, I don't think he was hurt all last year. I just think that eventually he didn't want to play for the Phillies, and I'm glad they're not bringing him back. And I'm, I'm glad they recognize that they need more pitching. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, they did hire Brian Price as their new pitching coach um, after the previous one was fired. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Um he actually worked for the Reds organization and Marlins organization. So, um, and I think he actually was a manager at one point in time. So I'm cool with that. I'm fine with what they've done as far as, um, coaching so far. And I just hope that they can make some moves during this, uh, free agency period. But you know, with uh, MLB free agency, it's like very, very, it's not like NBA or NFL. Like they probably, people are not going to sign until like December, maybe January, you know, maybe even February. <laughs> so, you know, it's not in the report right now besides them getting a pitching coach and then not uh, picking up the options on those three players. 
Uh, college basketball actually started last night, so uh, Temple, all the local teams won actually, except Drexel because Drexel lost to Temple. So Temple beat Drexel. So Aaron McKee got his first win as a uh, as a college um, head coach, which is really really good for them. I'm really really happy for uh, Temple basketball. Penn won last night. Um, Nova won last night. They beat uh, Army, and uh, Penn State won last night. So that was that was cool. Um, and the only other thing I have to say is with the college football, um, Penn State for the first time ever since this system has been implemented, Penn State is currently ranked number four, four in the college football playoff. Now, most likely won't say like that because they got a, they got a big game against Minnesota this weekend and they still got to play Ohio State at the end of the year. So it's, it's, it might not stay like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's not going to stay like that. They're either going to be number four or they're going to be uh, number one or they're going to be out or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Let me not say they'll be number one, but what I'm saying is they got to win. They got to win. They got to win out. Honestly, they have to win out. So, um, but for the first time ever being undefeated, being eight and no, um, coming off of a bye, they are in the college football uh, playoff as of right now today. So it's a really, really big thing. Kudos to that, uh, to that uh, team, to that university, because James Franklin. Um, yeah, we're going to see what they're going to do this weekend. Though. They got a tough game against Minnesota this weekend. They're favored, but Minnesota Minnesota's not a slouch. You know, they're ranked number 17 in the country right now, so we're going to see. We're going to see about that. And uh, Temple is trying to bounce back. They have had two straight losses, uh, one to UCF that was really, really bad, and one to SMU that was bad. So they're trying to bounce back. They play UCF on Thursday. Um, and... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what Temple does. We'll see if they can bounce back. They're away at UCF, so they're playing in Tampa. But um, we'll see if Temple can actually bounce back into their sixth win of the season. And um, I think they can. I think they can win tomorrow night. I really do. I think they they, uh, they bounce back after losing two straight. But this was disheartening to see them get curb stomped the way they did by uh, UCF and to get uh, ran like that against SMU. All right. So I think that's all I got on the sports. Um, on the sports uh, scene right now. I mean, I talk a lot of Eagles and I talk you know, Sixers and everything. Um, the biggest story, like I said, has been just the Eagles. The Eagles have been the biggest story of um, this season thus far. All right. Um, and it, it, it just sucks because um, no matter how good the Sixers are right now, I mean, the Eagles are still in the driver's seat. And until they can actually, until they're eliminated from, you know, everything, um, as far as like playoff contention and all of that, they will continue to be in the driver's seat. So I hope that they can do something with it. I really do. All right. I'm going to take a short break and I'll be back. I actually was going to try to save this for another, uh, just do a separate podcast with just the picks, but I'll do it now because I have enough room on this actual episode to do it. All right. So I'm going to take a short break. I'll be right back. This is Don Lewis here with the Philly Sports 444 podcast. All right, y'all, one last segment before I'm out of here. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate it. So this is the uh, the Week 10 pick segment I got. Um, so I think I missed a pick segment last week, and I apologize for that. So um, wanted to 
try to get back on track this week with the, like I said, week 10 pick segment. All right. So week 10 NFL picks. Like I said, the Eagles are on a buy, so I don't have to worry about picking who I think would win the game this week. But uh, Thursday night game, Thursday night football, we got the Chargers at the Raiders. Uh, the Chargers are actually favored by one on the road. Wow, that's kind of funny because I don't think that'll happen. But um, I'm picking the Raiders to win that game. I think the Raiders are just they're playing a lot better than the Chargers. The Chargers, for some reason, they just don't have it this year. They're kind of disappointing like the Eagles um, in regards to expectations and not living up to those. So, I'm picking the Raiders to win that game. Lions at the Bears on Sunday. Uh, the Bears, like I said, they're, they're down. They're, I think they get back on track, actually, because the Bears are playing back at home. They got the Lions. The Lions aren't the best team um, either. They kind of come back to earth. Uh, I think that I think uh, with all the criticism that Trubisky's been getting and Matt Nagy has been getting um, in that defense, I think that they come back to earth. Uh, I think they kind of get it back on track. And I think they actually win uh, that game versus the Lions. So I'm picking the Bears to win. Bears are actually favored by two and a half. Ravens at the Bengals. Ravens coming off a big win versus the uh, Patriots. Um, the Bengals still haven't won a game yet, so I'm taking the Ravens all day on that. The Ravens are actually favored by 10. I don't know if they win by that much. I think they might win by a touchdown. But I'm taking the Ravens to win that game. The Bills at the Browns. The Browns are actually favored by two and a half. What makes people feel like they can favor the Browns? I don't understand that. What have the Browns done this year to you for people to still favor them, for Vegas to still favor them? I don't understand that. I'm taking the Bills to win the game. The Bills are 6-2. and two. The Bills have a better defense. The Bills are more consistent. They're, they're well coached. So I'm taking the Bills to win that game. I don't know why people are picking the – I don't know why the Browns are favoring that game. That's stupid. The Chiefs at the Titans, uh, they're saying that Patrick Mahomes will come back this week and play. He practiced today. Um, the Titans are actually not that good of a team. I'm taking the even if the Chiefs didn't have um, Mahomes this week, even if they had uh, Matt Moore. I'm still taking the Chiefs to win the game, so I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs to win. Falcons at the Saints. Falcons have only won one game this year. New Orleans is favored by 13. I think it's uh, uh, I think it's tell all right there. I think you pick the Saints to win that game. I'm picking the Saints and I'm taking the points as well. The Giants at the Jets. This is the uh, whoever loses this game probably the head coach probably gets fired. I'm actually going to pick the Giants to win the game. I don't. I don't think the Jets are well coached at all. So I think, I think the Giants actually win this game, and I think, um, I think Adam Gase is fired after this game. All right. So I'm taking the Giants to win. Giants are actually favored by two and a half. The Cardinals at the Bucks. Um, the Bucks are favored by four. Um, it's a little bit of a tough game. I mean, the Bucks, they're like very up and down. I mean, with Winston, they're more down and up. Um. Give me the cards to win that game. Take the Cardinals. Dolphins at the Colts. Um, I know Jacoby Brissett is hurt. And I know the Dolphins just coming off their first win of the season. I'm taking the Colts to win, even though they're favored by 10.5. I don't think they cover that spread. But I do think the Colts will actually win that game. So I'm taking the Colts to win. Um, Packers at. Just give me the Dolphins with the points, but I take the Colts to actually win it. Um, the uh, Panthers at the Packers. Um, they just said that, you know, Cam is on IR for the rest of the year. Um, so he won't be coming back. So to be the, uh, the young kid, young Kyle Allen, he'll be starting for the rest of the year. I think um, that they give the Packers a game, but the Packers just come off of a loss and they're in Lambeau. I can't see the Panthers winning that game. So give me the Packers on that one. The Rams at the Steelers. The Rams are favored by three and a half going into Steel City. I'm going to take the Rams to win that game. Vikings at the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Um, I'm hope I hope that the Vikings win, of course. 
Um, I'm really not sure. I because the Vikings don't really play well on the road, so I guess I, I guess I got to take the Cowboys on that one. Dallas is actually favored by three. That's just you know them being home. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Cowboys win that game. And then the Seahawks at the 49ers on Monday Night Football. This is probably be the best game of the week. I'm going to take the Seahawks to go into the four uh, to um, it's not Candlestick Park to Levi Stadium now, and actually give San Fran their first loss. Sorry, Ern. So I'm going to take the Seahawks to actually win that game. I think that um, Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind last week through five touchdowns, no picks. Um, so I'm taking the Seahawks to actually win that game as well. So um, those are my picks for Week Ten. Um, if you're betting money, don't rely on what I say. These are just my uh, picks based off of. Just things that I notice in the NFL and the way I think teams are playing. So don't try to win any money based off of the picks that I give. <laughs> and if you lose money, it's not my fault. All right. So that wraps up this week's episode of the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I got a bonus episode coming up. I think this Sunday coming up with my with my cousin, um, my cousin Byron. He is a avid Panthers fan, but he's a fan of the league overall. So we're going to talk a lot of just NFL period. So it's not going to be centric to the Eagles. Um, like I said, I'm not talking about the Eagles again unless they do something really, really big. Um, unless they do something really, really big in the next coming week or so, which they probably won't because they're on the buy and they just signed Jordan Matthews today, so they can't really sign anyone else. Um, so I won't be talking about them again until after after they play um, the Patriots. All right. So um, got the the bonus podcast coming up on Sunday with my cousin Byron. Um, we'll be talking like like I said, all things NFL. So I'm coming with with the biggest topics I can think of in, as far as like the year is concerned, and we'll discuss them all. Um, maybe some NBA stuff too, and also um, I got a live podcast coming up really, really soon. I know I've been saying it, I've been teasing it for a while. I'm really, really trying to trying to uh, get this thing rolling. Um, I have to meet with the people on uh, Friday, so you guys wish me luck. Um, I'm going to go meet with them, and hopefully we can get this thing ball rolling as far as uh, getting this live podcast up and running and uh you know uh, I'll, I'll of course as soon as i have the details I'll, I'll let you guys know i'll get a flyer made and um yeah hopefully you guys can come out and just you know join the podcast man just come out and just um have a good time all right so i don't want to give the place yet but because uh it's not locked in stone but um pretty sure they'll let me do it so i'm just gonna uh like i said go to them on friday and talk it over with them and yeah man I, i'm looking forward to doing this it's something i've been wanting to do for a while and I'm ready to, um, I'm ready to, you know, have you guys there as like, you know, live audience and, uh, just enjoy the podcast and listen to me talk my junk. And I'll even do like a segment, uh, you know, ask me questions about what I think about the league or Eagles or whatever. All right. So, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast, please share, rate it, subscribe it, um, follow us on all of our, um, social media facebook twitter and instagram it's at four for four podcast it's f-o-u-r-f-o-r the number four podcast um also you can if you have any questions or you want to discuss anything if you can't reach me on social media which is impossible because you can definitely reach me on there you can always email me at four for four podcast at gmail.com and yeah until next time uh thank you guys for tuning in peace <laughs>